This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not contain or replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hey, hey, welcome to Gen Z Money. It's Glenn James here. It's been a little while since we've got an episode up. And today we've got Anastasia Santorinios joining us to have a chat. Hey, Anastasia, how are you? Hello, Glenn. I am excellent. How are you? Mate, I'm good. Now, you are a personal finance editor at Yahoo Finance Australia. So thank you for joining us and thank you for all the hard work you do out there. Thank you so much. However, I do have to correct you. I'm not an editor. I'm just a journalist, but thank you for the confidence in me. <laughs> not just, okay? Not just a journalist. Not just, no. <laughs> You're a qualified journalist. So just tell us a little bit about yourself. I have been working at Yahoo for a little over a year now, and I cover pretty much everything from you know property to super to investing. Um, and I'm also the Gen Z Money content manager there, so I know everything about young people. And you're also Gen Z <laughs> yourself? Yes, I am. I'm borderline though. I'm know, 24, so I'm almost out of it. You are, but we'll take you, all right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm the best you've got. I'm younger than you. <laughs> Ish. Not that much. Ish. Okay, so unemployment, youth unemployment. What's the dealio? I mean, unemployment in Australia, it's bloody hit the wall, um, yeah. but- a lot of the time, the youth unemployment rate is so different than the mainstream. Talk to us about that. It is different, yeah. And I think it's important to note that you can't really compare the two because a lot of young people are still, you know, studying. So, it, it, people kind of tend to dismiss it a little bit. But um, it's interesting because when the unemployment rates came out yesterday, um, everybody really focused on that 6.2%, um, which is big, but youth unemployment hit 13.4%. So that's also massive. Um, and yeah, like it's, it just means, and the underemployment rate as well, which means, you know, young people who are still working, but not getting the hours that they, you know, want or can afford to do, um, is also just skyrocketing. So it's just put, yeah, this whole coronavirus pandemic has just put young people in a really, really sticky situation, I think. Yeah, and I guess because like a lot of younger people, and I think it's clear, do they say the youth unemployment rate is between 15 and 24? Yeah, 15 to 24. So, you are a youth. <laughs> I don't feel it, but I am. <laughs> there you go. In Australia, I guess when they talk about youth unemployment, it's 15 to uh, 24. And you're right, like a lot of people might still be studying and the jobs that they were working at might have been cafes or hospitality and that was shut down. So, it's all just been thrown out the window. What have the pollies been saying? Well, this this is a bit of a, yeah, this is interesting to me. This is kind of what got me fired up and um, I actually wrote a story about it because when I was listening to the Prime Minister speak about the unemployment rate, he addressed the nation yesterday and he was chatting about um, the unemployment rate and he, when somebody asked him, you know, what are we going to do to get these young Aussies, you know, back into work? And he pretty much just said, um, you know, our goal is to, just open the economy back up. So basically he wants them all to kind of sit around. There's no concrete answer on what the plan is, which is fine. Like, uh, you know, that's probably more important, reopening the economy, but you're just expecting all these, you know, hundreds of thousands of people just to kind of sit idly and um, wait for the cafes to reopen so they can get a job. Yeah. And it, it's kind of, it's really a, 
uh, a really annoying age, particularly for people who might live at home where they don't qualify for any government benefit. Mm, Totally. And like, I don't know about you, but like at 22, my parents aren't supporting me at that age. Like they're not, you know, paying for me to go and get a coffee with my friends or, you know, even for my uni courses, like there's just not that support out there. And um, there's that job keeper, which is excellent. But, you know, if you're a casual and you've only been working there for, you know, under 12 months, you're not getting that job keeper. So people are just in a really, really awkward spot right now. So what, so if we move to like, if things are back to normal in 12 months and the underemployment, the um, unemployment rate have dropped, like what do you think most Gen Zs are looking at at the moment for their career aspirations? Are there any specific industries that, um, that stand out? So it's really interesting, actually. A lot of 15-year-olds, like I don't know what you were thinking when you wanted to be, when you were 15 and you were thinking about what you wanted to do when you were older, but like, you know, I was thinking I want to be a marine biologist or like I want to do something fun. But these days, like 15-year-olds are thinking I just want to be a doctor, I just want to be a lawyer or an engineer or an astrophysicist. Do you like, think that, it's crazy. Yeah, do you think the whole doctor thing and lawyer thing, it's shot up since like TV shows more so? Oh, like, totally. Like suits, like, I want to be like um, that royal chick who's on that law show and... <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. Megan. Rachel. Oh, like suits. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I was thinking more like Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, which is weird because that's such a like an older show. Are they still making yeah. that? No. Yeah. Are they? I don't know. But it, it's funny because it's just I think we're moving to this society where we're always learning. And I mean, you know, as you know, I'm a million years old and – I'm on to my third career. So I think it's um, it's good to have those aspirations, but I guess my encouragement would be like if you want to jump into a, a medical degree or an engineering degree, like that's going to be some hardcore study that you need to get started on. So like I guess do you think Gen Z's career aspirations are too high? I definitely think they're too high and I don't even, I think a lot of it, to be honest, like I've been raised in an ethnic family. So, you know, immigrant parents just want you to be the best. That's right. (laughs) They want you to be like a doctor. They want you to do those really hard courses. So I think a lot of this comes down to that pressure from like parents to be doing all these really successful things. Um, and you know, like where there's stats out there saying that Gen Z is the most, um, like anxious generation there ever was. Like there, we put so much pressure on ourselves to do these, uh, like amazing careers and pursue these incredible jobs. But the reality is like, it's just as rewarding to do, you know, other things like to do you know to be in retail to be a manager of a store like to do something like be a tradie like these things are really rewarding careers and we're just not thinking about them and totally and I think there's so much pressure when we're under 25 to actually work everything out before you're 25 where it's like we're all living longer so who cares if you pour coffee pour beers or you know sell clothes in a retail store to you find out who you are as a person Totally. But there's such a stigma in Australia, isn't there? Like Mm. there is such a stigma about 
finishing school and then, you know, going to uni and getting that job straight out of uni and, you know, not taking a gap year. Like there's just this huge thing about it. And then like this happened to me when I, um, like straight out of school, I went straight into my law degree. Um, and three years into my law degree, I just took the second term off and I was like, I'm going to go overseas to Europe. I'm just going to have a good time for four weeks. And everybody that I met overseas was, you know, 25, 26 and was only just going to uni. Like they had just started, they'd done years of traveling and like finding out what they really liked. Um, And then they came back to uni and were like, cool, I figured this out, I'm going to do it. So I think, you know, here especially, it's really hard for kids to do things and like find out what they really like doing because they're just listening to, you know, out of pressures. Totally. I'm all about that. I think you just have to really like with respect, like I did a podcast episode once pretty much saying tell your parents to shut up um, (laughs) with respect, but only because your parents might be telling you what to do through the lens of the uh, generation X or through the uh, baby boomer generation. So, it's actually a completely different world. Like there's a bigger gap, I think, between uh, Baby Boomer and Gen X than Gen Z and like Gen X, like the millennial thing. Um, yeah. Like there's just, I think the turn of the century with technology, like the difference between a Gen Z and somebody who's over 45 as a Gen X, it is huge. Where mm, there's such a disconnect. Where a baby boomer telling a Gen X someone someone who's sixty five telling a forty five year old what to do uh, ten years ago is a lot different than um, Gen X. So I think we have to, with respect, say, I really appreciate you care for me, but you want me to be a doctor. I just want to pour beers at the moment. <laughs> Uh, we might need to do another podcast, Glenn, on how to have that conversation totally. because I said that to my dad. Oh, my god. You will go out but... and you will concrete my driveway. <laughs> and you will hose it down. And you will hose it every day. <laughs> yeah, I, t- I agree with you though. Like you, you really do. And I think um, me now uh, as a journalist, like my dad, is a he's a neurosurgeon. So Um, his career has been very linear. Like he has gone from, you know, uni into being like an intern at a hospital, doing some more studies, specialising. Like it's been very clear. And me as a journalist, that career path isn't isn't so clear. Like I'm going to have to jump three or four times. And so when you try and have that conversation with him about, you know, potentially leaving a workplace and going somewhere else or, you know, moving overseas or moving into state, like, they don't understand. So it's really important for younger people to surround themselves with like like-minded people. Like if you're a journalist, get journalist peers and speak to them about it because they're probably going to be more knowledgeable than your parents. Or not only that, I think as well, like surround yourself with people who will empower you to follow your dream. and. Totally your vision for your life at the time, like it might change. And just a question, did you finish your law degree or did you jump ship completely? No, no, I I finished it. So I did a double law and journalism and I finished that out. Wow. And do you think you did the law degree or started that more because your parents were kind of pushing you into that direction? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. When I uh, flagged the idea of doing journalism, like my parents both said, and I quote, that is not a profession, um, so you will have to do something else if you want to do journalism. So I did the law, um, made them happy. Like, don't get me wrong, I definitely think that more education makes you more employable. Absolutely. And did you ever turn around and say to your dad, like, you're not a bloody brain surgeon? Oh, damn it. <laughs> no, no. But so many other people have and I'm like, that joke is so old and stop blowing his head up. Like, know, I'm done with it. <laughs> so what, like, what do you think from a bit of research that you've done? You know, yes, it's cool if you want to be uh, a barista full-time. Yes, it's cool if you want to work at, I don't know, sports school or G-Star full-time. Awesome. Mm. Yes, if you it's totally cool. Yes, if you want to be a lawyer or a doctor. But what do you find as you do your job and do the research for your role? What do you think the actual careers of the future? Yeah, well, it's interesting that you say you know it's cool if you want to be a barista because these like I've spoken to so many experts about this and these creative pursuits like you know cooking and making coffees and pouring beers like these aren't jobs that are ever going to be able to be automated um you know when you go to a coffee shop you go to the coffee shop because you want to speak to a barista and you want a really nice barista made coffee or when you go to a restaurant like you want a lovely pasta and someone's going to make it for you like a robot can't absolutely Um, so those kinds of careers are really valid careers and it's the same with, you know, uh, like other creative pursuits like comms jobs, you know, being in marketing, that is such a human touch job. That is such a personable job and it's never going to be able to be automated. Um, You know, whereas you think of something like accounting or I don't know, like anything in the finance industry, I'd be surprised if that lasts, you know, in the next 20 to 30 years. I think a lot of those jobs will be automated. So, everything tells us to be to be creative like that's that's yeah, where the future is but i guess as well like it's the same thing even in your father's field there would be a lot of doctors out there who are actually scared about their role because of technology but i would probably disagree in some things because at the moment humans we always need human validation sometimes at the moment so it's like yeah. yes this computer has spat out the tax return or yes, it's spat out your bespoke financial plan, but do you want to bounce it off a person at the moment? Like the doctor, the doctor is still using the um, technology to operate, like so. It, but it's changing, and I guess it probably just means that there's less human roles in some fields. Yeah, and like those, I don't think they'll ever and those be roles, obsolete. Yeah, and those roles they will be more specialized because you will need to be over tech and you might even get paid more for those roles because there's less of them and they are specialized. Yeah, totally. I, I don't I don't think these, you know, high, uh, like very professional jobs are, are going to be obsolete, but I do think there's value in looking outside of the box, in making yourself more future-proof, like Absolutely, healthcare. Yeah. You're always going to need healthcare. And you are always going to need, you know, teachers and you're always going to need, um, you know, tradies to build houses. Like you will always want that human touch. But I agree in saying that I think there's going to be less of those roles for yeah. sure. And, and that's it. I mean, if you want a, if you're a forklift driver in a warehouse at the moment, 
your time in the sun might be limited as more automation comes in. Uh, but I think it's interesting. But I think the underlying thing is follow your passion and just know that while you're getting um, well-intended advice from your parents, um, bounce it off some other trusted people who are for you. I don't know, just walk through it. And if in doubt, don't. That's what I'd say. <laughs> yeah, that's good advice. If in doubt, don't. I like that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like it's just how many times have we done crap in our life? And it's like, I don't even want to do this. I'm kind of, you know, you had to dig at me saying I was old before, so thank you. But I've like... I'm just to get that. I'm just like you know. If I don't want to do it, I'm not doing it because who cares? Yeah, I think if your heart's not in it as well, like you're never going to be good at it. Like I'm sorry, you're just not. You won't. If you don't like something, you're not going to be amazing at it. Um, you know, and and you're so right. Like how many times have you done something that your parents have told you to do, and it's kind of turned out to be a bit of a mess. Like my boyfriend missed out on Bitcoin investing. He missed the surge because his dad told him not to invest Ooh. in it. Like how terrible. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> he always says it as well. He's like, I could have been a millionaire if it weren't for you, dad. And oh, I'm like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> that it's sucks. wild out there. It's so wild. Well, we might leave it there. Good chats about jobs. If you're listening, keep encouraged um, and hang in there if you're without work at the moment. You know, ScoMo says just hang in there. <laughs> maybe you might have Listen to be to yeah maybe you might need to be a bit more creative if you want to get out there and um, and create some income for yourself um, so thank Definitely. you Anastasia and we'll uh, we'll do a couple more episodes soon awesome thanks Glenn okay bye this podcast is a production of Simo Interactive home of the My Millennial Money podcast